Hey folks, quick disclaimer about Greasy Says, my new show about being a game developer for 15 years who's brown. Okay, Greasy Says contains explicit language, adult situations, and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Right, Greasy Says is supposed to be a comedic take on what it's like to be in the gaming industry from my perspective, but I'm not out here trying to make people feel uncomfortable just for the sake of it. So, to sum it up, I have a potty mouth. Don't let your kids listen to this shit. And kings and queens above 18 only. Let's try that. All right. Lay is. Haha, <laughs> let's get this party started. Crazy says. I bet y'all motherfuckers wondered if I was ever coming back, huh? Was I gone too long? Did you get scared? Don't be scared. You can't be greasy and be scared. Yeah, I know, I know. This is Greasy Says once again. I know, I know. It's, what is it, fucking May? It's May. And this is the first episode of season three of Greasy Says. I'm not gonna lie, I've been absent. I've been missing. You know what I mean? I've been truant. But not for not not for a bad reason, for very good reasons that I can't really talk about. So you could choose not to believe me, which is fine. I don't give a fuck. But uh yeah, some shit came up. Some opportunities came up. And I had to take them. And that means that uh Greasy says I had to take a little a little break, a little longer break than was uh, than was previously projected. All right, so forgive me for coming back late. I might even change up how many episodes there are this season. I might change up how the show is formatted because I can do that. Because my show, I can do whatever the fuck I want. But I have to, you know, if I want to keep Greasy says going, and if people are, are fans out there and like Greasy says. And they want me to keep it going. I got to find a way. I got to make a way. I got to make up a way. It may not be the way it's always been. Yeah, I mean, things are going to change. I don't know how yet. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just less segments. Maybe it's a shorter podcast. Maybe. I don't know. But I know that I want to keep the vibe of Greasy Says the same. This don't kill my vibe. This don't kill my So yeah, that's what I've been missing. My apologies. People hit me up. I ran into some people and it was like, yo, what the fuck? Where's the podcast at? I'm like, I got shit going on. And then somebody else hit me up like, yo, you, you, you really fucking you stood me up with that podcast. I was like, I didn't stand up shit. I didn't stand up shit. I was doing the podcast. You liked it. I'm, a, I'm a sorry that it disappeared for a little while. You'll survive. I know you'll be all right. But um, yeah, just rest assured. I haven't quit this shit. Not yet anyway. Gotta keep breezy says go, 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 go. So I finally saw nope. Woo! You know what I mean? Like how like a year later or how however long. That's fine. Later. Finally watched that movie. Shit That might be my favorite one. Shit was fire. By uh, by uh, old uh, Jordan Peele over here. Shit was fire. That might be my favorite Jordan Peele movie. The way he set up the characters, there was so much depth to the characters. When I watched it the second time, I was picking up on shit I didn't pick up on before. Every character was a tragedy. 
fantastic. Maybe it was because I wasn't building it up. I didn't really watch a lot of trailers and shit. Like, I don't do that anymore. I don't watch trailers for shit. I don't get gassed up on, on marketing so I can appreciate the art when it drops. So I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like, oh, it's this kind of movie or that kind of movie. I was like, okay, it's going to be some crazy shit. It's going to be some scary shit. It's a Jordan Peele movie. That's what, that's what he do. But, you know. If you were expecting something and you got something else out of that movie, I mean, you only have yourself to blame, right? It's not like they sold you wrong on the idea. You just didn't know. And you put that thought in your head. Expectations. Adjust them. That's something that really pisses me off about gaming and and media in general is audience expectations and the public's expectations dictating what a product or what a vision or what a piece of art should do that makes absolutely no sense that is the complete opposite of why you create things in the first place but it's a reality and it's something that creative types have to battle with every day not that it's a battle i mean it's not like we're fucking dying out here we'll be okay jesus christ relax (laughs) and then he didn't like my video game. <laughs> he didn't like it. He said the graphics were bad. The graphics were bad. What am I gonna do? Ladies and germs, welcome back to Greasy Says. Right, this show is me, Greasy, talking about what it was like, what it is like, what it was like, what it is like, what it is like being a brown game developer. In the year 2023 and beyond. I gotta say, for me, being a game developer has been pretty fun recently. I've been getting a lot of new challenges. I've been pushing myself. Uh, I like the project I'm working on. Life is good. I even did, check this out, right? So, the school I used to go to when I was like, you know, learning how to be a, a producer, because I went to school to learn how to be a a engineer a sound engineer a sound producer blah 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 synthesis all that stupid shit and uh i went back there they asked me to come back to give a talk to do a panel with some students and in the back of my head i was like why the fuck would i want to help y'all after y'all took all of this money from me for such a long time what's the fucking point but you know i was like you know what though the youth man the youth keeping in touch with the youth seeing what the youth is doing see what the youth's dreams are the youth that's more important than holding a grudge against some fucking school right the kids got nothing to do with that with that shit that's that's between me and the school so i went back i went back there and uh talk to these to, to these kids like yo you want to feel old as fuck go back to a school you used to go to you want to feel you want to see some shit feel small you know what i mean it's like going back to your house the house you used to live in as a kid and you realize damn this shit's small as fuck i used to sleep in this fucking room where i even put all my shit in this room it's like that when you go back to the school you're like damn these hallways narrow as fuck and why are all these people so young all these children where are all these children around here somebody come pick up this kid this toddler is clearly this toddler does not belong here in this cafeteria 
I will say though, they asked me to come back and eat the cafeteria food. They were like, we'll give you lunch. I was like, fuck no. I don't want your laxative fucking cafeteria, laxative laced cafeteria food. Give me bubble guts. You know how many, that, when I went to school, that's what kept me skinny, yo. It wasn't the drugs. It wasn't smoking. It was like the food that would go in and come out like five minutes later. That shit didn't even digest. It would just be like blip, just drop out your body. Full burger, just drop out your body. God damn, I don't, I don't miss those days. Anyway, I went back and I talked to these kids and I had like a, a kind of mentoring session with these, with some, with whoever signed up. And I thought, man, I'm going to be sitting in this room and nobody's going to fucking come talk to me and nobody gives a shit. The room was full. It was full of, of young sound designers, young music producers, young cats who want to get into games. The youth, youth. And it was so refreshing, man. Let me tell y'all in the ways it was refreshing. It, it helped me realize, all right, all right, for one thing, it helped me realize how far I've come doing this shit. I've been doing this shit now for like, it must be like 17 years now, man. I got to change the intro. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit for a long time. It just flew by. I didn't realize it. But then you look at you talking to these kids and they're so uncertain and they're so unsure about what the future holds for them. They're about to walk out, of, walk out of college into the working world, man. That's scary as fuck. I remember how that felt. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what, what's going to happen. You might be broke tomorrow. So shit, man, that lifted me up. I was like, yo, I was telling them, yo, shit is going to be okay. You wouldn't be here if you wasn't a badass. You know what I mean? The other thing that was wild about going back there uh, is all the kids that showed up to my mentoring session were not white. It was anything but white. You know how fucking crazy that is? When I was coming up, I didn't see nobody around me that looked like me. No brown people. Not even like, like maybe Latin people. No Indian people. None of this shit. It was just me and a bunch of white people. And now I go back and I see all these kids coming to talk to me and all of them from all over the world, man. And none of them are white. And I was like, yo, that shit is beautiful, man. That means the shit is changing. That means that the future is here. Okay? The future I dreamed of is here. Rejoice. For real, man. That shit was mad uplifting because, you know, seeing a, seeing a brown female with Caribbean parents come and talk to me about being a sound designer in games and wanting to get into games, that shit made me fucking warm and fuzzy inside. And I don't get warm and fuzzy. But that shit made me feel fuzzy as hell. Yeah, man, that shit was live. That shit was live. I would highly recommend it. Um, even if you jaded as fuck about the school you went to, if you could talk to some kids, talk to some young people. And I say kids, they're not kids. These are young adults. But they kids in, in, my, in my old ass eyes. I could barely see them through this cataract. Uh, if you could do that, man, it, it'll, as much as you're giving back, it'll fill you the fuck up. It'll make you feel like you did something. You know what I mean? Make you feel accomplished. It's cool, man. It's cool. I was half expecting them kids to be like, the fuck this old man talking about? But they was enthralled, man. They were riveted. It was crazy. It was crazy. But fuck that cafeteria food. Fuck that cafeteria food. Y'all crazy. I saw people living there eating the cafeteria food. I was like, oh, you didn't, you didn't go here. You clearly did not go here because you would not be eating that food. 
It's delicious. No, it's not. You're going to regret that. Uh, you're going to be sitting on a burger in a second. Mm-hmm. What you play, what you play, what you play, what you play, what you play. What are you playing? What you playing? I mean, come on now. Come on. You know what I'm playing. You know what I'm playing. The sequel to one of my favorite games of all time, one of the best survival games of all time, Sons of the Forest. I mean, goddamn. It's... They took the game, a game, The Forest, that was already fantastic, full dripping in atmosphere. Difficult, rewarding, brutal, uh, uh, satisfying crafting just an incredible experience and they just double down all over that shit you know what i mean the game pretty much plays the same you know what i mean it's the same premise but they've improved things in such pinpointed ways like the crafting they've taken to a way more realistic level it's like instead of just giving you more shit to build they like change the way that building works to make it feel more engaging like you're splitting logs you're like placing that you don't place just like a blueprint and fill it up you you build it up you build up like a a, a, a fence or a fucking whatever um, like when you build up like defensive walls you're like putting a, a log in the ground and then you're using your axe to chip away to make the top spiky instead of just putting down a spiky pole that's really cool. Um, it also makes building feel sort of more urgent because you have to physically swing your axe. You can't just place a thing down, turn around, fight some guys. You could be like chopping away, whittling away at your wall or whatever, and a cannibal sneak up right behind you and yell in your ear. Boo! Tickle your pickle or some shit. And then you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And the cannibals, man, in this new one, they be doing some wild shit. They're like, they're like, hide in like little leaf piles and pop out they're like uh they'll like scream really loud when you least expect it i'm not sure why they scream i'm trying to i'm still trying to figure out the mechanics on that i don't know if they scream like that because they saw you and then they lost you like they can't see you anymore so they scream in frustration or if the scream is like yo we see this cat let's go get him like bring in the squad we see greasy sitting here around a fire and he don't know what going on let's jump this motherfucker you know what i mean so yeah that shit freaks me out every time it gets me every single time that that scream because you'll be just walking through the forest chilling you know what i mean collecting aloes you know what i mean taking a sip from your canteen from your 3d printed canteen and bah! yeah pumpernickel Ooh. yeah man yeah, shit is fire. This shit is fire. It's got some great music in it. Uh, sick sound design. It's still got a lot of bugs. A lot of the same bugs that were in the forest. You know what I'm saying? Collision issues, pathing issues, stuff like that. But that also adds to kind of the charm of the forest. Is it this clunkiness? It's kind of like you know people love Skyrim and and Morrowind and Oblivion and they you know clunky ass game. But it still has its charm, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. Top tier shit. 
and it's still in early access, which means there's tons of updates coming. I just saw an update where they added a whole like hang glider and shit. So I'll come back to this game in like three months and it'll be a completely different game. I'll play it from start to finish all over again. Fantastic. I still haven't played any co-op. I got to get down with that. I got to get some homies together and do that. But I ain't got time for that shit. I got a, I got a toddler running around tearing my house apart. You know, I got five, I could play five minutes murdered by a cannibal and then go back to fucking work. You know what I mean? But yeah, highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. Go buy that shit immediately. Give those people your money. End night games. Y'all crushing it. Uh, they might be called something else now, though. They might be called new night games. I don't know. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but I think they're changing their name. Oh shit, I don't think I ever busted that one out. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, y'all remember this game called... The fuck was the name of that shit? It'll come to me, give me time. Disco Elysium. God damn. Yo, my brain, my brain is fried from doing all this extra shit. Disco Elysium. Uh, I've talked about how I picked it up in the Steam sale. Uh, I started playing it. It's a point-and-click game. It's a classic point-and-click adventure game. I didn't know that when I, when I bought it. That's pretty cool. Um, I still haven't finished it. It is a bit of a slog, I'm not going to lie. Unle- like, if you love reading books, you might be super into this game. I'm not a great book reader. I'm dumb. I'm not smart. I don't really read a lot of books. Uh, and this story had trouble. It, the world is great, you know what I mean? The, the lore is thick. The writing is fantastic. But um, it just didn't hold me for a long period of time. Like, I fell off. I really want to finish it, so maybe I'll go back, you know what I mean? It's not like... It's kind of like a good book where you don't forget what's been going on. It sticks with you, so I could probably pick that shit up easy. Anyway, the point of me bringing this game up is that recently... There was a lawsuit around this game. There was a lawsuit where, like, the creators of the game, all the artists and stuff, uh, they basically got ripped off by uh, one of the major, like, studio people. And from the, from the looks of it, from the, from the uh, articles and shit that I was reading, it was like, they just made off with the rights, kept all the money, and was like, fuck you guys. Which is some dog shit. This is just asshole behavior in the gaming industry. This kind of behavior still happens in this day and age, especially in the indie scene. Let me just look up the details on this shit real quick. Yeah, so the studio's name is Zaum. Oh, I don't know how you pronounce it. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Z-A slash U-M, right? This is their only game, as far as I know. Disco Elysium, which was a smash hit. Uh, So they had a bunch of legal issues. And I'm reading this from Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, Last week, this is last week is in March. So in March, Zaum or Zaum or whatever the fuck announced that one of its legal disputes had been resolved and they expected the rest of their legal troubles to fall apart, quote unquote but fired the game director Robert Kurvitz and art director Alexander Rostov 
took the opportunity to double down on their lawsuit and dispute the studio's claims, calling them wrong and misleading in several respects. <laughs> right, so they say it was revealed that a few key members of the development team of, of Disco Elysium, Kurvitz, Rostov, and a writer called Helen Hindpair, have been fired from the studio, which led to this uh, eventual lawsuit. They claimed that they were fired for asking for financial data and that the studio had been taken over by an Estonian businessman called Imar Kompas and a banker. Okay? You heard what I said? A fucking banker. Tonis Havel, previously convicted of investment fraud. Right? So they basically, they got, they saying they got fired because they wanted to get the financial data and these two uh -oh. were, uh, basically refused to give him that information and fired him. But then the banker and the Estonian businessman, which, you know, business people, they, they clapped back <laughs> saying the pair were fired for workplace misconduct, such as creating a toxic work environment, verbal abuse and gender discrimination, and intending to steal IP. I mean, real cluster jam. Am I right? This is just a, just a legal nightmare. And among this, uh, uh, among this another uh, marketing manager similarly claimed for being fired. To, to, he had claimed that he had been fired for asking questions about the studio's new management. And he started his own legal battle. So this whole studio is just suing each other. You know what I mean? But then... The studio, Zaum, Zaum, whatever, released a press release to Eurogamer saying that Kender had divested all his shares in the studio, repaid all of his debts, and the issue was resolved. So I guess this guy, the marketing manager, was like, all right, I, I, I'm done. I'm good. He got his money. He felt fine. Um... But it's, this, it, it's just been this kind of a really messy legal battle that has basically ground this studio to a halt. Like, they're not making shit, right? They're dealing with all of this bullshit. And, like, who's going to trust each other on this team after that? So I don't think you're going to see another game from this studio ever again. Or if it is, it's going to be published by them and, like, developed by someone else. Because you probably can't undo this kind of damage. And it's a shame because Disco Elysium... Is a very unique game. I mean, it's not you. It's unique in its execution, but it's not a unique game. It's a point-and-click adventure. We've had those since the fucking '80s. But the art direction was out of this world. Like some of the wildest shit. You know what I mean? It's a very, very detailed, almost like uh, Picasso-esque. You know, fine art level of art direction in this game it was it was nuts but uh yeah remember disco elysium because you're probably never gonna see another one i should probably finish it yeah 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 and just like that y'all we come to the end of uh the first episode of season three of greasy says here we are right at the end i know we didn't medicate meditate i know we didn't have a whole lot of sections there wasn't a whole lot of music that's gonna have to be okay, y'all. And if you're really bummed by that, you could always yell at me 
and curse me out on social media. Uh, that's Greasy Says on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me under the name MQM-CUE. And that's on uh, Bandcamp and SoundCloud to check out my music. You can go and say mean things over there if you want. It's the internet. You can do that. No one is going to find you accountable for anything ever. It'll be fine. Thank you again for listening. And if you came back after all this time, you didn't abandon me. I really do appreciate it. Because I know I could be a fuckhead. And I didn't really let anybody know. I didn't even jump on social media and be like, sorry I'm late with the podcast, guys. I don't do that shit. So I didn't do it. And if you've been wondering where the show has been, just know that I also have been wondering where the show has been. And I'm now getting to it. And I'm happy that we're back and we're rolling. And the show might change a little bit, but at least you get to listen to me ramble for some time. And isn't that what's really important? Don't, isn't just getting a little bit of grease in your life, isn't that what's really important? That's right. Greasy people, thanks for coming out. Remember to like, subscribe, come and give me feedback. Tell me to go fuck myself. And until next time, it's me, Greasy. And I'm checking out with the room key. Yo, I did that recently. I stayed at a hotel and I like checked out with the room key. And I was like, yeah, that's what I do, man. That's what I do. Light is. <laughs>